this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for blessing this morning. Holy Spirit, thank you for blessing this morning. Lord, so many good, wonderful things are happening with your people in the midst of um, this time frame that we're living in, you're still showing yourself to be God. You're still proving that you're God. You're still showing us that you will be exalted in the midst of a flat-out trick of the enemy. So we want to thank you for that this morning. And Lord, help us to overcome these, these these small little 
uh, stumbling blocks and big ones too. God, all I can say is um, thank you for your blood. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you that we're living on the other side of the cross right now. I just don't know what else to say. But thank you so much. Thank you. Somebody say, it's the blood. It's the blood. If you would learn how to plead the blood over your family, if you would learn how to plead the blood over your children, you would see a transformation like never before. Somebody just say, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Oh, come on, this is the stuff we used to do for communion. Yeah, these are the songs that carried us. It washes the wine. Come on, sing it like it's Sunday morning. Say, oh, the blood. Yes, Lord. Yeah, in the prayer time. 
morning, Minister Hill. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Erica. Good morning, Ted Line. Praise the Lord this morning, for he is good. He is good, and his mercies endure forever. And my soul just cries out, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. First Corinthians eleven twenty three through twenty six. Thank you, Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, lift him up. And when he had given thanks, he break it and say it, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, Lift him up. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. So in all things, I just say, Remember him. He has not changed. We got to bury a family member tomorrow that succumbed to this virus. But it is well. And one thing the Spirit has shown me, uh, families are separated during these times. Your loved ones may be hospitalized, and you can't even see them. You can't even talk to them on the phone every now and then. You know, a nurse may uh, let you FaceTime them or something. But what the Lord showed me is that they are not alone. All they need do is call on the name of Jesus. He is, like was said yesterday, he's here. He's right there. He's right there for them. And I thank God. I thank God that he is there. All they need to do. You just have to tell them, call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm sorry about your loss. It is well. Thank you. It is well. Praise God. Lord Jesus, help us. That's my prayer. Help. Just help us. Just help us. Um. Oh, Lisa, I see you on here. Could you call Apostle Jean and ask her to dial into the blog talk, please, for me? Now, that's close. When it gets that close, um, Father God, we want to lift up. Minister Hill's family this morning, and we want to lift up people everywhere that are grieving over the loss of a loved one. Oh, God. The 
coronavirus is a devil. We know that. We know, we know that. Um, we know that that coronavirus is a demon. Hmm. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I know it was the blood for me. Come on and give him some praise. Come on and give him some praise. I know it was the blood.
death somebody to get happy in here. Yeah! Yes, it was the blood. Come on, come on, give him some praise. Come on and give him a praise in here. Come on, come on, come on. How many know it was the blood? Put those things about hands together and say, I know it was the blood. and sisters um, there's so much going on right now in the spirit realm so very very much and um, I think like when Minister Hill said that a few minutes ago it just it just um, it it, it kind of like it caught me by surprise, and um, I'm 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 so sorry for her family. Um, I think. Um, Sudden death is like sudden fear. There's no 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 time to prepare for it. Sudden. And um it it, it kinda hits you differently than than when you can anticipate something or we never really anticipate death, even although we know it's inevitable. And the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. I didn't ask her because I was surprised, but I didn't ask her if the relative was saved, born again, spiritual. Um I, I would like to know that because um, so many things are happening. Yesterday, believe it or not, for two separate reasons, I was contacted by maybe around 200 and um, plus people in one day in one day and, and all of it was through email and text messages it seems that 
yesterday after the Tehran, 90-something people recommitted to Christ. That was right after the Tehran. And then it seems like there was about 25, 30 that ended up, went before God, openly seeking him. And I thought that was good. I thought that was good, and I thought that was going to be the end of it. Yes, I mean, you know, wonderful end, but I, I thought if if that one program can reach a hundred and something people, I, I would I was going to be satisfied with that because that was like something happened yesterday on this tail line through that through that testimony. And I would have been, if, if that was all that happened, I, that would have been a miracle to me. It was. But I had also been discussing or having some conversation with um, Brother Robert about the womb of God. And, the, and I had asked God a question a long time ago. I had said, God, you know, during the times of the awakenings and the the great revivals, I said, they didn't have internet and they didn't have cell phones and they didn't have TV. So you had to touch people's hearts. You even had to give people directions where to go and they they showed up in carts and buggies and 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 all those people that got saved and got healed and delivered. It was it was all sovereign. It was all done by you. And so I was saying to God, I understand that better now. I understand that a lot better. So in the course of me calling Brother Robert and saying, look, look what happened. All these people got saved and these people um, are going back seeking God. God reminded me of something he had me do in 2005. I couldn't I couldn't even remember what year really I had done it in. But I knew that there was a witness to it. And so God said, I got something I, I need you to do. I said, okay. He said, go look. When I sent you to Raleigh, North Carolina in 2005, and I told you while you were there, you were in the Capitol, and and you were thinking that I wanted you to stay in Raleigh. I just sent you there to meet some people, and I sent you there to pray for this lady that had breast cancer and 
some other things. I said, yeah. But while I was in the rally in 2005, I went over to the Capitol because every time I go in the state, I always register there so that I never have any problems ministering there or anything. And I never know. So he said, I want you to go and I want you to be to build a work for me, right from where right from where we are right now. He said, but I want you to go back and um, we're gonna redig that well. So I, I, I had Brother Robert on the phone and I was trying to find it because in 2005, God gave me to build the Federation of, of uh, Exorcism, Healing, Deliverance, Miracle Ministers, and I registered that. So as I had him on the line, I was trying to find it because God said, it's still active. I said, what? But I couldn't find it. So I thought maybe, you know, maybe I... I knew I, I knew if God said it was active and I could find it. I knew I could find it, but I couldn't find it. So I got off the phone. I said, I'll look. And so Brother Robert asked me a couple questions like, did you register with the state? I said, yeah, I did. And, my, and, and, I, and I made my, and I'm the registered agent. So... I got off the phone with him, and it wasn't for me to find it. It was for him to find it for me, and he found it, and yes, it's still active. And God was saying, now, there are deliverance ministers all over this world, and they're not flowing in the power, in his power. He said, I want you to go after those people. I want you to reawaken them. I want you to, I'm going to use you as an instrument to refill them and take them to the next level in me. I said, okay, I could do that, but I'm not exactly certain how you, how I'm going to do this, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll do it. So God had Brother Robert find that charter from 2005. And and then email it back to me. I was happy to see it. Because, see, God never tells you something that you're not capable of doing. In the meantime, let me tell you what all is going on. Right now, Brother Jesslyn White, who you see him in the chat room, is on a plane headed to Houston, Texas, following... God's destiny for his life. And I am really proud of him. In the middle, at the, well, at the closing of this phase of a, of a pandemic, he had been scheduled to go to Houston by God. And God had told him that his destiny was there. And we had many conversations but right up until almost the last minute, everything was in order. 
and I just talked to him as he was about in the line to board the plane. So I said, you know, the Holy Spirit said, well done. So you got, I'm working over here with Brother Robert. I'm working over here with um, Minister White, Jesslyn. And then I'm working over here with four or five, four, say three or four other assignments that I have to do. But while I was looking for the documents that Brother Robert found, Jose, who you, you know, he knows I do research, he went and found a news release that was released about me in 2000, right about that same time. I don't know, what was that, 2006, 2005, 2004, 2005, under the Christian Newswire, when they um, did a Newswire on me about uh, being an African-American lady exorcist. And so he sent me that. And when I looked at the bottom of it, I said, my God, I said, I still own those domains because I used to have those websites up. So I said, let me go back and check. I own a lot of domains and see if I still own those domains. And if I don't, I need to buy them back because the, the 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 links are still open, and they've been open since 2005. This article has been, this article about me that was sent out over the Christian Newswire in 2005 is still alive and active today. So I had to quickly still own the domains, still paying for them. So I had to quickly go back and put the website back up. I don't know how many calls I probably missed, but um, um, the, the peculiar, well, it's, it's, that's another story. I won't even go there, but um, I quickly put the website back up. It was a ladyexorcist.com. And the other one was exorcism healing deliverance, I think school, because those are the schools I used to run. So I, 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 I put the website back up so that anybody seeing that um, newswire can click into the website and it'll lead them to the tagline. And so brothers and sisters, when I put those websites up, the one that was exorcism deliverance healing school dot org dot org. I just put it up just basically thinking I'm putting this up so that anybody clicking on that, that old newswire, it would take them to a present day website. 
This morning when I woke up, I got over 180 requests to come to my school, to attend my online school of (laughs) exorcism, deliverance, and healing. Well, I don't have no online school. That was a that was a live school, but I got 180 people from around the world saying, yes, I want to attend your school. So yesterday, between yesterday and today, God reached almost 300 people for this, for this ministry. God did it. I didn't do it. I, I wouldn't have even thought that a Christian newswire from 2005 was still good. I wouldn't have even thought that a, a charter, a nonprofit charter to bring together um, exorcists and deliverance ministers would still be active and effective. But God knew. God knew. And so by accident, I say by but I know it was by divine order. 300 people were touched by the Ted line and the activities of the Ted line in one day. I would not even have known how to figure out how to do that. But God did and God knew. So today I got to go back and I got to straighten out that school thing and I got to I, I, I have to run that school. Because by accident, it was by accident. But the info in that newswire, God reminded me. He saved the whole town down there in Alabama. He saved a whole town because there was one witch operating there, and they called her the Black Witch. And when her light was on, only when her light was on, could you go to her and pay her to do whatever you needed done. Well, when I went there, it's not a big town. It's, it's, it's in Alabama. But when I went there, after I ministered, man, they were ready to lynch me. They were ready to kill me. And... um. I had to come out of there and go, like, lay low because when the black witch got saved, all the people's business got incest. Um, People having one family on one side of town and another family on another side of town, uh, childhood sweethearts having affairs, for 50 years, 40, I mean, all kind of dirt was dug up. And um, the people blamed me. But that same time, that's how I did that Showtime um, disclosure. And that's how my reputation got to the people on the Penn and Teller show. And they didn't believe they wanted to debunk me that a whole town could get delivered from demons. 
but it did. It did. So God will have you do something and he'll reward you for it 15 years later. 15. That's, that's what's happening with me. And so I called my spiritual son that was there and he said the black witch who was, the lady who was the black witch is now one of the most devout members in this Baptist church down there. So don't think and then, and then, okay, it didn't even end there. I'm, I'm talking about all this stuff happening in one day. That's why I'm trying to get, I, I know Apostle Gene tired because we ministered together last night, yesterday. And something happened. I mean, all this good stuff was happening over here. I, I got one of the websites up, finished. That's the Lady Exorcist. No, Lady Exorcist. That's 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 the the, the Newswire was about an African American Lady Exorcist in Alabama holding the school. And so. I'm trying to, maybe she can't, maybe she was too tired from what we went through last night. Last night, we went to war with a lady. And then on top of that, I got a lady went to the hospital. I don't know what the difficult, what the, what the, what the, what the doctor said, but I don't think it was too good because I got a word back to pray. But the, you know, I'm 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 talking about people of God that have been attacked by the enemy. And last night, Apostle Gene and I um, prayed with a deliverance minister. A deliverance minister that had been brought under attack. And what happened was that when I talked to this deliverance minister, the deliverance minister began to tell me about things that were happening in her family. I mean, you know, like deaths and um, things. And as I was listening to her, I said, God, why has Satan attacked this woman's generation? Why has Satan attacked in such a horrible way this woman's family line? 
I said, I know, God, that the only way that she can be freed up from this is you're going to have to deliver a family line as she stands in the gap. I said, I'm not putting no chains on you, God. And I'm not trying to put no limitations. And I know you, God, and I know you can do anything you want to do according to your word and according to your plans for this minister's life. And um, God said, this minister has, uh, like so many others, And then he didn't say nothing. And so then I said to her, I said, I'm going to call you back. I need to pray. I really need to pray because something has caused your family line to be attacked. And This is not going to be, thank you, God. This is not going to be, there's not going to be, we we can't, uh, until until God God wants to use you to lose your family line and, and, and break this stuff. I said, so I need to pray. And so then um, we, we coordinated it, and um, I said, and also, there's something with your husband. He he's been attacked too, and she said, yeah. So I said, let me pray, and I knew God was prompting me to do this because. In order for me to pray with her, I had to jump her in the line in front of of a lot of people. And I'm real particular about that. I would like, I would like, maybe she can't get on. Maybe, I mean, we we went through a lot. But it's for the benefit of the saints. It's for your benefit. You see, in this Christian realm, in this Christian walk, we walk in, you don't always pay for the blessings you get. A lot of you are benefiting from somebody else that God used as an intercessor that you don't know anything about. You don't know anything about. Because, see, um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that God has some people out here 
that are walking this walk and talking this talk. And then other people benefit from the breakthroughs of somebody they don't even know. And I'm going to share with you, I've never, I've never had, I've never done a deliverance because that's the nature of my ministry. It doesn't benefit the body of Christ. Never. You see, God uses the ministry of deliverance to open up things in the spirit, spiritual realm by eliminating hindering spirits and stubborn demons, um, brothers and sisters. And the, and the real, real beautiful thing of the whole thing is this. You've got to understand, Jesus paid the price for your freedom. He died so that you could live. He died for crimes and sin that he did not commit, you and I did. And he lives right now. He's alive right now with the hope that you and I will die. Praise God. That we will die to the flesh so that we can live again through him. And that's the way it works. Some of you, this, because God was talking to me, and I'm going to get into it, uh, uh, I'm going to get into into this, and you've got to get this because there's something called generational blessings. That's, that's where I'm going. That's what I want you to understand. And there's something called recessive and diverted generational blessings. Not a whole lot of people write about it. Not a whole lot of people you know, God has given the revelation about it, but there's some. And the ones that have it, and then there's a whole lot of people that just kept the info to themselves because the only person they care about is me, mine, and nobody other kind. But somebody pays, brothers and sisters, Somebody pays through their prayer life. Somebody pays through their walk with God. Somebody pays. And it appears, I don't know everything. I don't, I don't profess to know everything. But I know what I learned and I know what the word of God said. And I'm going to share something with you. And whenever God gives me things, I test it out. I call people up. And he tells me who to call. And he tells me what to tell them. 
Here's the song, Face to Face. Remember that song? Face to Face.
I think I'll play that again. Meeting disaster face to face. I'm going to share something with you that's going to bless you, bless your cycle off in a few minutes. And it came just because somebody got free and God used Apostle Gene's faith to come together with my faith and he used the faith of the woman that got free all because she loved her family and she wants to be free free from anything that's um, standing between her and God. Not just anything, say anything, meeting disaster face to face.
plaster face to face. That's what we got to do. But then you got to remember this. You got to remember that fear is a liar. Fear is a liar.
Guess what else? The devil is a liar. Also, and the Bible says he's the father of lies. I get caught up in trying to be something I'm not to please everyone else. I look deep in the mirror to find everything that isn't right with myself. God only knows I've tried to fight it, fight it. It's just the world for so He's crying, crying. The devil is a liar. Says he can give you everything that you desire. Everything you want but you just say it with the fire So don't believe the light It comes at a price Looks like you got somewhere to be People you need to see Gotta keep up They say images everything Making it hard to think that you're enough God only knows you've tried to find Jesus this morning. Fix me. 
I got something for you. I got a word for the body for one deliverance. It's going to say, say, fix me, Jesus, fix me. Can you post that in the chat room? Fix me, Jesus, fix me. You see, where God had to take me last night, it took the, it took, it took, it took, the anointing of the fivefold ministry coming together in agreement, and God opened up a realm. Say, fix me, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Come on, put your hand right there. Say, fix me, Jesus. Fix me. This one. Fix me. Fix me. Let me tell you something. Come on, put your hands right there.
three people to post Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. I need one person to post it in the King James Version. I need another person to post it in the Amplified. And I need another person to post it in the New King James. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Okay, Jessica posted it in the King James. I need somebody else to post it in the Amplified. And somebody else needs to post it for me in the New King James. Now remember, you just ask God to fix it. Okay. Prepare your heart. Ask God, let me see this. Let me see this. In in Hebrews 11, chapter 6, God tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he, God, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Brothers and sisters, when I share this with you, you're going to have to repent. Because I tested this out. I called people up after God dropped this. You see, sometimes it's the smallest things that God uses to show us how to be in his perfect will. Now, post this just like I'm giving it to you. God said, the reason it is impossible to please him without faith is To ask God something, or to ask God for something, or to ask God to do something based on his word and not believe that God will do it makes God in your belief system to be a liar. Did you hear me? It makes you bring him down to the level of fear and down to the level of the devil because the Bible says that the devil is a liar and a bad not in the truth. It is impossible to please God because when you come to God, you must believe that he is God. You must believe that he is a rewarder of you who happens to be diligently seeking him. The reason it is impossible to please God without your faith is because to ask God, you're supposed to ask in faith. When you ask God to do something in faith, by faith, through the faith of Jesus, and then you don't believe that he's going to do it, 
in your own belief system, you calling God a liar. You calling him a liar. I want you to, and I, and I saw somebody get get ready to do it right in the chat line, and I blocked it. I deleted it. They were getting ready to put in the chat line one of the most negative statements that they could. Why, God? You calling God a liar. Because you see, the Bible tells us, and I wasn't able to, to tell the lady that because of her deliverance who brought this thing out. So I said, listen to the headline this morning. I'm going to break this down for you. Because I'm going to go get the scriptures to go with it and prove it. And prove why you have to repent. All of us need to repent. We've all called God a liar at some point through an act of your faith or lack thereof of faith. You all have brought God down to the level of a liar. Satan is a liar. The devil is a liar. Demons are liars. God cannot lie. He cannot lie. He will not lie. If it comes out of his mouth, it's the truth. Even if it was, I would have been a lie or had been a lie. You need to repent. To ask God to do something according to his word. And you say you believe his word. In your own belief system, you call God a liar. And Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it tells us, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Brothers and sisters, when we're going through a test or a trial, you must hold fast to the word of God without wavering, without compromising, with, without doubt, without any unbelief. You see, God is faithful. Wavering, doubting, and fearing are all forms of unbelief that displease the Lord. Let's get clear on this. Just because you feel fear or just because you feel doubt, it doesn't mean that you don't believe. See? It is when you lose your expectancy, when you when you put an act as if you don't expect God's ability or God's gonna confirm his word. You see, in the Bible, God asked Jeremiah what he saw in a vision. And God responded to Jeremiah by saying, 
you have seen well. For I, the Lord, am alert and active, and I watch over my word to perform it. Jeremiah 1 and 12. The Lord says to you and I, my word shall not return to me empty. But brothers and sisters, when you don't believe the word in your own system, in your own belief system, you calling and you making God out to be a liar. You're doing it. And what it causes impossibility within your own realm, within your own space, within your own life, within your own destiny, because it displeases God and it is actually an act of blasphemy. I just got this yesterday as I was praying for this person. And I, I, I needed God to, to make this clear to me. And God said, for I, the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall be, be performed. It will no longer be delayed or prolonged, for in your day, O rebellious house, I will speak the word and will perform it, says the Lord God, in Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 25. No, God said, I will speak, I shall speak. But then it's up to you. You got to stand. You got to keep God's confession as your confession. You got to keep God's word, brothers and sisters, and you must acknowledge, and you must have acknowledgement of his continuing faithfulness to bring his word to pass. You can, and you will have some fear. You can, and you will be afraid without attacking your mind and your body. Yet, you cannot displease God. You still have to hold fast to your faith. How do you do this, Erica? You do it through your mouth. You do it by the actions of your heart. You never Never, never, never intimate that God is a liar. In other words, our job is to know the word because the word of God is spirit and life. The word of God is living and alive. And then it becomes God's job to confirm his word. It becomes God's job to perform his word. But yo, you got to do your job without any compromise, without any wavering, without any doubt, and without any unbelief. Your job is to believe and believe and believe and believe and to never stop believing until the fruition, the full ripe fruit of the word is manifested in your life. Worrying, being anxious, talking about the problem, crying about it. 
will not bring the answer to the problem to pass. And it displeases God. Faith in God brings the sent word of God into belief and belief brings it into tangible manifestation. Woo! You see, the Bible says, your word revives me and gives me light. This is my comfort. The Bible says that in Psalm 119.52. The Bible says, I am sorely afflicted. Renew and quicken me. Give me life, O oh Lord, according to your word. Psalm 119, 107. The Bible says, I will lay upon it health and healing, and I will cure them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth, Jeremiah 33 and 6. Look at here. In all three, it says, I will, God says. I will, God says. I will, God says. I will, God says. Brothers and sisters, we have sinned. We have displeased God trying to make him to be a liar. Satan, the Lord God rebuke you this morning. You've been exposed. You've been exposed. God's going to heal that breach. You see, the Bible says, know therefore that the Lord God God, the faithful God, which keeps his covenant, and mercy with them that love him and keep his command out to a thousand generations. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Brothers and sisters, God wants his people to know. God wants you to know that you know that you know that you know that he is faithful, that he is reliable, trustworthy, true to his promises, and that he can be dependent on him. You see, it was by him. It was according to his will. It was according to his plan that you were called into union and companionship and participation with his son Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1 and 9. The Bible says the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3 and 3. You see, brothers and sisters, you done call God a liar one time too many and he ain't pleased with it because the word of God must, absolutely must, be fulfilled wherever God sends it. 
You see, God asked Jeremiah when he saw in the vision. And God responded to the man of God by saying, you have seen well, for I, the Lord, am alert and active, and I watch over my word to perform it. Jeremiah 1 and 12, the Lord says, my word shall not return to me void, but it will do what I send it forth to do. Isaiah 55, 11. For I, the Lord, will speak, and the words that I shall speak shall be performed. It will no longer be delayed or prolonged. For in your day, O rebellious house, I will speak the word and will perform it, says the Lord God. Ezekiel 12, 25. I will speak. I shall speak. I will speak. I shall speak. No, Laura. You don't have to wait. You have to accept and receive. Waiting time is over. You've been waiting a long time. You got to know. You got to believe and receive that God is speaking now. That God is performing his word now. And that God is faithful now. When you do this, it takes all the pressure off of you. It takes all the pressure off of me. And it puts it on God where it never should have been taken off of in the first place. Our God is a great God. He's a good father, and he takes good care of his children. Believe that he is faithful. Remember this. God is not like the world. Every test with God is an open book test. All of God's promises have been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. With a, with a what? Yes. With a yes. With a resounding yes. And that yes ascends to God for his glory. It is God who enables us to stand firm in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is God that has commissioned us. It is God that has identified us as his own. By placing his own Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything that he has promised. The scripture says, as surely as God is faithful, that his word to us does not waver between yes and no. All his promises find their way into yes. Yes, because his promises have already been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Psalm 111.7 declares that the works of his hands are absolute truth. Take care 
and just receive. Believe and receive. God's going to meet you where you are. And he'll say to you, just like he said to that woman in adultery, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits. Who forgives every one of your iniquities. Who heals each and every one of you of all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and corruption. Who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies your mouth, your necessity, and your desire with good so that your youth renewed is like the eagle strong overcoming do not let yourself forget all the benefits of your salvation do not let yourself forget your relationship is with the King of Kings, your relationship with your Heavenly Father who loves you, who declares you and has declared you forgiven, healed, and delivered, who has beautified you and crowned you with loving kindness. The Bible declares in the Thessalonians, yet the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. Brothers and sisters, the way you receive, how you receive, and if you are going to receive anything from God, it will be by your faith. Again, Hebrews eleven six tells us, you must believe that he exists, and you must believe that he does reward you for seeking him. You will never, ever, ever Believe what you need and receive what you require until you first believe that God is faithful and that God will confirm his word. You need to repent this morning. God is not obligated or God is not bound to anything except his word. Over and over and over, God keeps telling you and I, he keeps his covenant and he keeps his word. Brothers and sisters, Revelation chapter 1 verse 5, the end of the book, says, 
and from Jesus Christ, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, first to be brought back to life from the dead, and the prince, ruler of the kings of the earth, to him, whoever loves us and has once and for all freed us from our sins by his own blood. You must never forget that it was through Calvary. Through Calvary, the Lord Jesus broke the bond of the curses that came out of the law. When sickness had a right, curses had a right, poverty had a right to operate. But as we came to Calvary in Jesus Christ to receive the perfect offering for our sins, Jesus said, this is the new covenant that I have made with them. I will imprint my laws on their hearts and in their minds. Jesus then goes on to say, and their sins and law breaking, I will remember no more. Now where there is absolute remission of sins, forgiveness, cancellation of the penalty, there is no longer an offering needed to atone for sin. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies in the blood of Jesus by this fresh, new, and living way which Jesus initiated and dictated and opened for us through the separating of the veil of the Holy of Holies. That is through his flesh. Brothers and sisters, you need to repent this morning for having called God a liar. You didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Didn't even know I was doing it. Didn't even know I was sinning that way. But I just thank God. Because God said, the reason it is impossible to please him without faith, to ask him to do something, and not to believe that he'll do it. Not act like he's going to do it. Not act like he's doing it. In your own belief system, in your own heart, you call them a liar. I know you didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. But because those spirits knew and they operate like that, that was ground that God could not feel. This morning, why don't you tell them I'm sorry? Why don't you repent? 
Don't do it if you if you don't believe it. If you think I'm lying to you, don't do it. Don't do it. You just be getting yourself in trouble. But if you think that maybe this word I shared with you this morning is the truth, and you know in your heart, you know in your heart you've done it, why don't you just come clean this morning? Tell Lord you're sorry for wavering in your faith, for asking him to heal you and then coming back like you ain't been healed. And asking him again. Asking him to deliver you and then coming back because the devil stole that territory right out of your heart. See, God can't fill you with the Holy Ghost because that devil has caused you to blaspheme him. Call him a liar. Forgive us this morning. Forgive me. I've already been through this. And some of you, I called you on the phone. It worried me so bad. And, and I walked you through this already. But it's only it's only so much time in the day I can't, couldn't call everybody. But you see, this is why deliverance is so important. God will use one person and an intercessor. This is permeating in the spirit realm right now. Because some people had the ability in their heart to receive the truth and get free. And then God stepped right on there and filled that territory. So many wonderful things happen. I have to tell you about I'm already an hour over time. Why don't you right now tell the Lord I'm sorry. I called you a liar. See, that was the devil that had you do that. That was the devil had you call God a liar when he didn't when you didn't feel like he was healing your foot or healing your leg, healing your back, healing your skin. And then you just came right on into agreement and called God a liar. Lord God, forgive us this morning. Forgive me. See, I got faith to believe. I said to I said to um, I said to somebody yesterday, man. God is really, really beating me up this week, <laughs> kicking me in the shape. Forgive me, God. And I thank you for it. I thank you. I thank you. This is something you got to handle yourself. This is between you. God, but you do well. You do your soul well, you do yourself well to come clean and be real. It really is a good morning today. It's going to be even better, gooder in your own life from this day forward. You get this thing right. And don't ever call God a liar again. Good morning. I'll see you tomorrow on the chair line. I'll explain to you what happened in the deliverance tomorrow. Wait a minute. What's tomorrow? Sunday? No, I tell you on Saturday, uh, Monday. Maybe I might do a vlog. I'm so excited. 
You see, when I got this thing right with God, all these doors are opening. All these. Oh, good morning.